Hello, my name is Claudia Tornquist. I'm the president and CEO of Kodiak Copper. Kodiak is a copper porphyry exploration company. It was founded and is chaired by Chris Taylor of Great Bear fame. Our most important main project is a project called MPD in Southern British Columbia, where we made a discovery in 2020 and have since been very successful in expanding on this discovery. And this year we have a big 25,000 meter drill program ongoing, which will be very exciting and will be on many different targets. Claudia, good to see you again. We saw you back in March. Um, obviously, the, you've, you've been up to a lot since we um, saw you, but um, maybe recap on that. What's what you came out of the drill bit through 2022? Because I, I suspect it's going to form the conversation we're going to have about 2023 drill programs and targets. Yes, well, we had a big drill program last year and total drilled 26,000 meters. The majority of this drilling was on the gate zone where we made our first discovery. And we've now extended the gate zone to a kilometer in length, 350 meters across, 900 meters down. So it's quite a sizable high-grade porphyry center that we've discovered. And this year, we um, will also execute a large drill program, 25,000 meters. And this year is all about testing other targets. So it will be a very different drill program from previous years and that will take the model that led to the discovery success at GATE and test several other office centers. Right, okay, so lo lots of targets um, to go after and you're trying to find, make, an, make another discovery, but you've kind of got to manage the way that you, um, I guess, manage the drill bit in the district. You've got a big district that you're going after. Um, what, what are you trying to do in the district? Because we've seen you know, some massive intercepts but a sort of low, lower grade copper equivalent numbers at that. Do you need, are you aiming, are you chasing higher grade or are you just chasing more of the site? Well, what we have at MPD is a multi-centric porphyry system. There has been a lot of historic drilling before we got the project. And when we looked at those results, we saw a big footprint. There was copper and gold still proven near surface of our total of 14 square kilometers. So we knew from the start, we have a big system on our hands and it's an alkaline porphyry system, which typically has clusters of porphyry centers that occur together. And we started testing in, well, it was 2019, our main drill program. And then we're fortunate to hit with the gate zone, a nice high grade Porphyry center that has grades that are significantly higher than the grades that are mined in the area. And over the last two years of drilling, we have now shown the gate zone to be quite sizable. So very happy where we got to with that. And yeah, as I said, this year will be a very exciting year because it's about discovering the next and the next and the next gate zone. Okay, so let's just say the great thing a little bit longer because I think lots of inbound about you know what 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 grades are mineable. So what when you say talk about a, a high grade porphyry center, what, what what grades are you talking about? Either either copper or copper equivalent numbers? Well we don't have a resource yet. So uh, we only have a whole lot of, of drill intercepts and they are on average um long intercepts anywhere from four hundred meters up to seven hundred and more meters. 
and our best um, intercept was um, 0.76% copper equivalent over half a kilometer. Then the lower end, um, lower grade intercepts would maybe be 0.28 or 0.3% copper equivalent over long intercepts, and then in between always much higher grade shorter sections in the middle. And yeah, and anyway, in between, we've got lots of 0.4, 0.5% long, copper equivalent long, over oh, 700 meters. And so altogether, um, it looks that gate zone is a nice, large hybrid porphyry center, which is what typically you see in a porphyry. You have hybrid centers and then large volumes of lower grade mineralization around it. And um, those hydrate centers are often very important for economics. And clearly that seems what we have found at the gates of a nice high grade porphyry center. So start, and now it's about demonstrating scale and finding more of those. Definitely, definitely get that. But again, I'm gonna stick, stick with the great thing about it. So you mentioned the fact that there are um, copper mines in the districts which have what was it, is it equivalent higher lower grades than you what what, what encourages you to believe that the kind of grades that your drill your drills are you know showing up at the moment i appreciate it. it's pre-resource i appreciate it. it's pre uh any kind of study on this for 3101 or otherwise um but what, what are they mining well we have Copper Mountain next door, which is a copper mine, operating copper mine with a quite similar geology. And their reserve grade is 0.23% copper and 0.1 gram gold. And the cutoffs is, I believe, 0.12% copper. So that gives us a good yardstick of what we need to achieve to have economic potential. And yeah, the gate zone compares very well to those grades and what's always important to keep in mind also is that we are in a very low cost area we are in an established mining district in southern british columbia where there is quite warm weather and where there is just all infrastructure there very good accessibility and that just makes for very low cost operation now when we're exploring and will also be a big advantage when it comes to building and operating a mine. And the grades you need to make an economic mine in the area where we are, are significantly lower than if you compare to say, for example, the Andes or the Arctic North where you find many other porphyry deposits or mines. Right, okay. And do you sort of, do you, you talk about, you know, going after these targets and we should maybe talk about these in a second, but again, I'm intrigued by the kind of conversations you have internally and what, how it informs where you go to, go to drill and what your end game is. Because we've seen a market with hugely inflated capital costs for companies trying to, you know, you know build um, mills, you know, plants, et cetera. Be conscious that you need to kind of really kind of rack the scale of this thing up for it to become a kind of, I guess, engineering exercise or earth moving exercise. Um, given the grace that you're seeing and given what you see else with other miners in the district? Well, we acquired MPT because we thought it has the potential to be big. That was always what attracted us to the project. It has a massive big footprint that was demonstrated by historic drilling. The project had 50,000 meters of drilling over decades before we got it. And um, yeah, we acquired it because we thought it is big. I think that's also 
why um, tech invested and became our largest shareholder. They are a big company. They're not interested in small projects. So in our minds, exploration at NPD was always about size and scale. We started out at the gate zone. We're fortunate there and made a nice hybrid discovery. Now, over the last two years, spent well, almost 50,000 meters of drilling and showed how big the gate zone is and then drilled it out. And so this year is a year where it's back to discovery and we'll take the same model that worked at the gate zone, where we drilled essentially below historic shallow mineralization and discovered higher grade. And we'll do exactly the same at four or five other times. Right. Okay. Now you've just gone and raised where well, you announced back in April. So, so, so since I spoke to you, you uh, announced uh, $8.4 million uh, dollar raise, putting you 12, 13 million bucks uh, in, in the treasury. Um, how have you allocated it in terms of these targets? How have you prioritized the targets? How have you decided on a drill program uh, or, or model that whole drilling exercise that you're going to be going through? So we're aiming to fill four or five targets, how exactly we allocate will be guided by what we see in our drilling. And um, we started drilling in April and um, had an update out recently. So our first two and a half thousand of meters of drilling were at the west target in the southern part of our property. We then have other priority targets, all of which are formerly drilled targets, and they include um, other targets in the southern part of the property, like South, Added, and 1516, and then one in the northern part of the property called Man. So, yeah, about four to five targets will be tested this year with the aim to discover the next high rate center. Fantastic. And what was that? Is it kind of shallow drilling, deep drilling? Because I mean, so, you know, you've gone some, you've done some pretty deep drilling so far. How do you uh, hope to, I guess, is it a cookie cutter approach, same as you did at, um, um, with your first project, MPD? Yeah, well, our drill, the length of our drill holes, we aim typically for between seven to 800 meters. So we test deeper than the historic shallow drilling, which mostly was less than 200 meters. So we go down um, to, yeah, seven, 800 meters on average. And that's what we'll continue um, to be doing at, at um, all our targets. And yeah, then we'll be guided by, by what we see. And at the West target, we've um, already in last week's um, update um, announced that we saw porphyry mineralization below the historic mineralization in all of those holes. We drilled one down to 820 meters. That was the longest hole and that was mineralized, ended in mineralization. So we're seeing all the right things and I'm excited for the results, uh, which will be available in July. Okay, soon. Okay, not long. Well, next week. <laughs> it's not soon. Oh, I don't think on the 1st of July, but they'll come out in the course of July. Oh, fantastic. That's good news. Good news. Now, here's a question sort of more, more generally. I was just come back from a couple of conferences and you know, this was a topic of conversation through advanced developers and producers. They're saying that, you know, ESG is still a kind of big, big consideration, um, and they're seeing it in in the US. Um, perhaps some some of the you know issues falling away around the kind of permitting licensing, red tape, 
that we that we've seen, and they're trying to make it a better place for miners to actually operate. I, are you obviously you've got the Mojave um, project, and obviously you know Canada, Canada has um, you know got lots of initiatives around ESG. Are you are you seeing that environment changing for the better? Is it the same? Is it worse? I mean, how is it in the exploration world on ESG? I think expectations are changing and people, investors, the market expects exploration and mining companies to operate in a responsible way, much more so than that was um, in whatever, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And it's really, in my mind, very much of, of a business decision to make sure we have all our environmental programs, the consultations and, and communications with local stakeholders, with First Nations, with tribes. We do, do all of that well because it's really about de-risking a project. In the old days, there were companies who invested millions and millions only to then run into opposition. And exactly those risks is what we mitigate if you just sit down with your local stakeholders, with the First Nations, you talk early, make sure there is no opposition, make sure you have all your environmental programs done well, and then, yeah, then you will go ahead. It's so interesting, interesting times for copper. I think the expectation is that supply demand will start, start widening again in 25, 20, 26. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, the price is moving up towards that $4 magical mark again. Um, are you... What, what what are you what are you seeing out there in the copper market? When you attend these kind of conf conferences, are you seeing people moving further and further up stream, as it were? Um, see, you know, we're seeing battery manufacturers, car manufacturers, kind of you know moving upstream into you know developers or or you know vast um, uh, sorry sorry producers or vast developers. Are you seeing any kind of inquiries? Um, as a as an explorer, I mean, you're, you're, I know you're pre pre resource and, and pre economic study, but I'm sort of intrigued to see how far these guys have got their you know fingers fingers in all the pies at the moment. What I can certainly tell from firsthand experience is that all the big copper companies are looking for good projects, and um, there's also a lot of M and A activity going on. I mean, there's been um, a number of big copper copper transactions, whether it's BHP and Oz Minerals, whether it's our neighbors had been Copper Mountain or Swiss Quantum just got an approach from Barrick and a number of others. So there's a lot of activity in the sector. And I think that just reflects that companies are really looking for, for good projects. And um, yeah, it's the long-term picture for copper that is, is really quite compelling. And there um, haven't been any big discoveries in the last 10 years. So yeah, big, good projects are needed to build all these electric cars and solar and wind um, energy um, installations to make the future green. The future is green for sure. And the future, future is good for uh, copper. Um, Claudia, thank you very much for your update. Um, I will be looking out um, for those results in July, whenever, whatever they come. Um, hopefully more of the same, right? Yep. Thank you. <laughs>